Okay, let's screen share um, this one. What do you see? I see the YouTube channel. What do you see now? Just the video? Just the video. So if I hit play, you can see the movement? Yes, it's a little latency, but yeah. The video was shot 12 years ago. So, like, the distortion is definitely for real on that camera. Mm -hmm. Right? I remember this dance. There I go, side flipping when I was acrobatic. But, um, no, I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking of the foam fingers, you know, because I still have this one right here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you found it. I actually have the collection, which none of them know about. Like, I have this one, too. <laughs> Nice. Um, <laughs> if I talk uh, this and this in, it's still a one. Yeah, if you tape it down, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Got to start with we, promo type, right? <laughs> we did the whole like finger tot thing because finger totting was uh -huh. big. Yeah. It was um, not my idea. It was one of the other leaders' ideas, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that any of them know that I have these. So, <laughs> well, if any of the point blank dudes are watching, and we know you are, <laughs> welcome to one set. But dude, Phillies, let's talk. So uh, we wanted to say, you know, that I don't think either of us knew we we would be seeing them in the postseason because the last time we were talking, it was the point that we were thinking they were just done. And now we they won the wild card series. They just played today in their first playoffs uh, game. I mean, you can technically take the wild card games as playoff games, but like the first legit, uh, you know, division series game in, you know, since 2011. And we come out beating the Braves. That was awesome. I mean, it, it goes without saying, and honestly, like we. We managed to squeeze into the um wild card series and i was confused because it was like this is the first time the phillies are clinching a wild card berth and then i'm like oh yeah that's because this is the first like they just started the whole um like three wild card teams thing mm -hmm. and and like several episodes ago i said that like it was seeds three and four face each other and seeds five and six face each other. That was completely inaccurate. So once again, casual sports fans here, not out here diehard. So like if you're yeah. out here looking for the diehard facts, like please scrutinize us all that you want and be like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Like we're just casually casual. watching. And enjoying we're the, it. We're the CFs, the CFs, casual fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, like realistically, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I think for us to go in to St. Louis and beat the Cardinals in the first two games and then go to Atlanta and beat the Braves in the first game, it's like, all right, we have a situation here. Right. It's it's definitely yeah. worth honoring and acknowledge me. Um acknowledge. acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, they're they're definitely riding on a momentum wave and 
whatever they got to do to kind of continue this wave is amazing because you know we were saying like back in the middle of the season i think i heard a lot of things that like back in 2008 we were the same record as what we were in the middle of the season this season so it's like start they're starting to correlate a lot of things from the championship season back in 2008 and everybody's making speculations but and then i think when bryce harper got hurt we're like okay well you know we'll just see what happens with the rest of the season and you know we were kind of up and down and now we're three games into the postseason and we're looking pretty good you know uh so i'm hoping they just continue to ride this wave yeah i mean here's the thing man uh i think when I think when the Phillies won in 08 that I was a little bit more invested prior because I think I caught the energy that everyone was like, no, they're it. Like they have everything lined up. Like, yeah. Um, I think for, and I don't have an honest reason other than like, I wanted to follow a team from the beginning of the season to the end. So yeah. when, we, when we go back to like episodes nine and 10, when we're go, like, we're literally going back to when the Phillies started preseason this at the season. end of February. Right. I have never been dedicated to watching a team. And it's hard to say because like the Phillies and we've talked about how many games each league plays type of thing. Like it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to stay in tune with all 160 plus baseball games, especially Absolutely. they vary. I mean, the football games vary between Thursday night, Monday night and Saturday, one o'clock, four thirty or 8 PM. So in football right. season, it's like, you know, okay, Thursday night, if I can hack it, great. If I can't, I miss You're one. getting something, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the the Eagles play, I think, November 3rd, the Thursday night game. Um, but that's the only one. And the big crack right now is <laughs> it's all on, um, like, Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I haven't watched a Thursday night game on Amazon Prime yet. I have it set up, but I just haven't, you know, really tuned in to watch it on a Thursday night. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it because, I mean, I'm sure it's a business tactic that they went with and they're trying something out for this season. But I don't know, like you're putting it, you're putting Thursday night football behind a paywall now. And I mean, but you're still getting Sunday all day football and Monday night football in its regular form. But now you have to watch Thursday night football behind a paywall. So it's like, you know, some people don't want to do that. But then again, like you said, if you don't watch Thursday night football, it's not like you're out of football for the rest of the week. You still have all day Sunday and all, and uh, you know, your regular Monday night football. So I don't know if they'll continue. I mean, if they still have the viewership, from Amazon Prime for it, then it'll work out. But here, hang on, I'm sending you something, and we're gonna play rock paper scissors over here uh, in real time um, to figure out who gets to read this out loud because you and I are both awful at reading things out loud. So let me know when you get it. No rehearsing. Where are you sending it to? I sent it to uh, your FB messenger. You get to read through it once because I've already read through it, only to be fair. So, all right. So the photo came up. So am I, you said, am I reading the photo? Fo- am I reading what the photo says or? You can read it in your head once just so you can mentally prep yourself because I've already read it. It's not fair for us to do rock, paper, scissors on something that I've already read and you haven't. So go ahead and read it through. I'm just right, going to. Let, let me get my C grade reading in. Oh, you're going to give me some math skills on this. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I mean, I don't like it's. I I don't know 
the comparison. Yeah, I'm just skimming through it right. I'm skimming through it right now. So yeah. Basically, once you get to the last sentence, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Because I actually tried to watch that Thursday night game because I could, and I was like, "Okay, well, you know, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson." But he has not been doing like he has not jived very well with the Broncos just yet uh, in his first season with them. So. Gotcha. Kind of a thing. Yeah, because of the Broncos game being such like a a horrible game that it just ended up in field goals. So they spent seventy eight million dollars just for field goals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. The track record for the Thursday night games is just like why everyone's like people oh, are saying like so oh we should the... probably get no it's it's more so people are like uh you're just telling me why I shouldn't subscribe to Amazon Prime to watch these games because you're just giving us all of the bad games like honestly exactly people are saying like we should get a month uh like free just by watching that game that we had <laughs> like Amazon should give us a free month after watching that game. <laughs> yeah. I mean like the Thursday night game tomorrow as in, cause it's after 1am on Wednesday, October 12th. Yeah. But the Thursday night game is the Washington commanders at the Chicago bears. Again, like does anyone yeah. need to see Trash. that game? trash <laughs> and and they're already did you hear what the head coach of the commander said that no well oh, it's all one of the reporters was saying yeah the bit so why why do you guys think you're you know only you know having like your record like one in three why do you think it's like because of the quarterback <laughs> and i'm like damn <laughs> but you know he had already uh started you know one and three and you know carson hasn't really proved himself so it's understandable yeah i mean do we want to even they acknowledge? Have, they haven't they haven't I mean, benched him yet but i mean it's only week five they they're still they're in the first half of the season they're not going to bench him until they're like okay you're you've you've literally done almost nothing for us for the first half of the season right yeah so i mean if it were me i would have bet on the packers winning against the giants in london and the and the london the london silly nannies no the giants actually (laughs) (laughs) the giants actually overcame uh yeah packers i was very surprised with that so I mean that's yeah, I mean, why you you messaged me and were like uh they're the Giants are probably the biggest threat to the NFC East. I was like, well, wait until we see what the Cowboys are doing. And now I mean Cowboys look bad, especially after Dak going down early on, but they've been doing okay, right? Like so they've I been think, doing okay. I mean, they're three and one, so I mean they're not doing bad. And they beat I I think Dallas beat the Giants. So I mean, like I said, it, it's always going to be a fight between the Eagles and the and Eagles and and Dallas, no matter where they are, uh, and what record, how many games are they're winning or losing. Uh, it's always going to be a rival game, and it's definitely going to be a bloodbath. So it'll it'll be a fun game to watch. I mean, this I said the Thursday night game tomorrow is the Commanders at the Bears. Um, double doink all day, every day. Double doink for mm-hmm. all I care. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and then the Thursday night game, uh, next week is the Saints at the Cardinals, which I don't, I don't think is a bad matchup at all. That's not too bad. No. That's not too bad. But the Saints haven't haven't really been anything too special this year either. But uh, yeah, not know. exactly. But like you said, you're not and to to explain your point for Amazon Prime. They're not giving you primetime games. They're yeah. just giving you mediocre, you know, mid card games 
if you're talking <laughs> if you're taking wrestling uh terms out of it you're you're getting like decent mid card games out of it you're not getting you know uh high quality you know it's not like you're getting uh the, the bucks at the chiefs or something like right. that yeah yeah you're not getting a bucks and chiefs game no that's a game you want to see or the rams with the Bengals, which was like the super bowl rematch right or and which and which i think people would understand paying for those they wouldn't mind paying for those but if you're paying x amount of money to see a whoopsie. game you know then yeah you're going to complain like why am i giving you this money and these games are trash you Dude, know it so. it says it says amazon paid about 78 million dollars to broadcast these thursday night games so if you're giving us not great matchups and you're looking for, oh, we're going to entice our NFL audience to literally pay for these other subscription services just to be able to watch us, like, you do realize that your hardcore fans are going to be subscribing to NFL Plus so that they can get everything, or ESM, ESPN Plus so that they can get everything like mm-hmm. you're literally just trying to sucker money out of casual fans like us that are like oh well we have cable but you know since we have cable and every other streaming platform but this one i'll pay my week free you know to subscribe to be able to watch that game and then I won't be able to watch the next game or I'll be too lazy to cancel my subscription. And then that's how they get me every month. Right. right. Um, so it's, it's just, I don't know. Like I understand uh, the approach because look, your major sports organizations understand that cable TV is dying. So many people are cutting the cord. So many people are just going to strictly like streaming platforms. So they're like, okay, well we need to start broadcasting our stuff outside of just cable networks because people, a lot of people are cutting. So, and I think that this is why they're doing what they're doing. They're just signing these huge contracts with said streaming platforms. And I'm just like, this is like you're going from paying for one cable network to you're paying for five cable networks because yeah. you have to have all of the streaming platforms in order to see everything. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. What, uh, what do you currently pay for? And, and, and don't, don't tell me what you pay for everything. Just tell me like what you're subscribed to. As far as like for entertainment wise, or yeah so I like mean, you know you got netflix amazon mm-hmm. prime mm-hmm. uh no i don't do disney plus i don't do hbo max my brother has those so we kind of i i usually share his stuff so i don't really pay for those sure. uh I'm trying to think uh i mean I guess cable provider, you know, I have Xfinity. So, I mean, okay. we pay for that. So, I mean, that technically is a, a provider. Uh, so th- those three in general, how about you? Well, you being the independent married father that you are. Oh, shucks. Well, um, I I pay for like I pay for HBO Max currently. Mm-hmm. That's like my one thing. When I met Cheyenne, she had Netflix, she had Hulu, she had Hulu Live. Okay. Um, which Hulu Live gets you like the cable and the live stream stuff, right. which like you get you get your local sports stuff. So anytime the Eagles or the Phillies are on like we can use Hulu Live to watch. Um, gotcha. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I I also have a Fire Stick. So, but okay, that's not, that's not necessarily. I mean, too much of a pay thing. But 
Uh, right. We we bought that for when we were you know sleeping in little guy's room for a couple months when he was just transitioning, uh, right. you know, out of his crib or or actually transitioning from him sleeping in our room to sleeping in his room in his crib. So we right. were kind of just you know in that like oh my god we don't want to leave him alone type of thing so we uh set up the fire stick and a tv in his room so we'd be sleeping in his room uh and then we would just use that so then we didn't want to put a whole cable uh cord in there so we would get you know just some basic stuff we would get like tlc and you know you would uh be able to get a lot of your decent channels now for me uh if it were me i would get rid of xfinity and just go fire stick hulu and all that type of stuff but uh the only thing is holding that's holding us back is using like on demand from xfinity because we uh we like to go back if we miss a show or if jen misses one of her shows she knows that she can go back and re-watch it later on where a, on a lot of the fire sticks and stuff you necessarily can't do that uh as fast as like the cable networks well it's it's streaming when it's available not streaming on demand streaming on demand right. on demand is on demand on demand. you pay a premium for that right right so so at my parents um they have like verizon fios they have on demand um mm-hmm. and um they have uh amazon prime so um Cheyenne actually upgraded her Hulu Live and Plus to have Disney Plus. So right. Um like we have access to Disney Plus to Hulu Live Netflix. Yeah. Um oh, I pay for Peacock for the WWE That's stuff. That's right. Yeah. That too. I same here. I got HBO I got HBO Max for the Mortal Kombat movie. I have it now to be able to freely stream all the HBO things. Yeah. Because you can't you can't just get all of that on demand on uh Fios. And granted I'm not always at my parents. Sometimes I am not there. And like you, I want to be able to go back and watch this Game of Thrones episode that I'm like, this is just so iconic. Yeah. You you can't just do that anywhere. Right. My mom my mom actually purchased Top Gun Maverick on um, YouTube. And I'm like, you bought a movie on YouTube? What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, who does that? Yeah. But, but you like, I guess she just saw purchase on the first thing. And she was like, (gasps) cause you know, right. Mom, like your your mom was, your mom would probably be like, Ooh, yeah. And then my, my mom is not the most computer. Sorry, mom. She is not the most computer savvy person. So, neither I, is mine. uh, so I sometimes just don't even bother to tell her like, Hey, you have to go into your email, click this link, and then it's going to bring mm-hmm. you to this page. And then you have to log in. I don't even, sometimes sometimes she's able to do it but then there's other times where I'm like I'll just do it for you cuz there's no point in me wasting breath to be like having you be like what so I'm like I'll, I'll just do it for you but okay uh yeah what is is there a streaming thing or a uh somewhere that a show is advertised on this platform that you're like I don't have access to that. Well, when the the new House of the Dragon was being advertised, uh, we had like the three month package for HBO. And then after like the three months, then you can have the choice to keep it or not. We never kept it. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, and when I was when we were watching Game of Thrones uh going into episode or season 7 and 8 I was using uh the HBO Max from uh with my brother so I was sharing his like I do now and 
when the new House of the Dragon stuff started coming on, I'm like, I was contemplating, do I want to just put in a subscription for HBO so that I don't have to use his stuff? Or do I just, you know, get his password again, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that was like one thing I'm like, all right, well, uh, I can either just get my own subscription or just continue to just, you know, use uh, his things. So long story short, I was using, I, I just, uh, you know, share it with him. And the same thing with this, the uh, Disney plus, cause uh, you know, his son watches some of the same stuff that uh, little Anth watches. So they have both their different profiles. So none of their stuff gets like, you know, mixed in, but they like to watch a little bit of the same stuff. Uh, and, you know, so yeah, it's easier. Their age differences, like there's. What's what's little Chris, like a year and a half, almost older than the time. Yeah, he's like a year and maybe three months. May to June, May to, May to August, May, July, okay. yeah, three, four months. So a year and four, there's, roughly. At their age differences, there's going to be like so much of a differentiation. But as they get older, it's going to squeeze. And it's yeah. like once they're, once they're, mm-hmm, let me think, little tones. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all going to depend on when little Chris starts school and when little tones our school how many grades apart they are like yeah little chris just started uh you know school two weeks ago in the or beginning of september so yeah he's be- probably about a month in already so uh he the started ex- to get uh, preschool it's like a it's like a catholic school so yeah i guess it's like a preschool type thing daycare preschool type thing uh okay. so he's getting into that uh where little Anth he's been in daycare since 2020 so he's been in daycare for two years now almost it'll be two years in november i believe so he kind of you know in that aspect has a one-up on little little chris uh but like you were saying i think once they probably turn maybe five six they'll start kind of you know closing in those gaps on like things that they can similarly like i mean they both like that new amazing spider-man uh cartoon uh you know little chris is really into you know the teenage mutant ninja turtles where the lanth is really not too much in but he'll if you have it on he'll watch it but he's not like too into it uh so yeah i I think as they kind of get older like you said they're things of like they'll be able to you know kind of squeeze in to be like you know kind of being on the same level with each other Well, I'm beyond thrilled to see both of them grow up. Obviously, like, they're a little different in ages, but like I said, like, as time goes on, they're going to be, like, even if Lil' Ant is, like, a year and some change behind. Um, I mean, whoopsie! As time moves on, whether they're Preteens, teenagers, graduating high school, college, yeah, mid to late twenties, thirties, like that age difference doesn't even Whoopsie. matter. It just depends on mm-hmm. like how everybody perceives everything to be what it is, right? Like it's right. Yeah, I mean it, it it'll be like little small instances once they get to like that level. And it's mm-hmm. cool kind of like to see them now. Because uh, little Lanth kind of uh, looks at Chris and he's trying to like do like the mimicking thing with him now. So like if little Chris is doing something, little Lanth will try to like mimic it, and then they're like really st- now that now that Anthony's starting to talk a little bit more, they're starting to interact that much more, and Anthony's starting to like physically play with his toys, not just like baby fine. Like he's starting to actually like with like little action figures and starting to learn to be like, you know, like play fighting and doing all this stuff. So he's starting to like interact with his toys better. So I think he's able to connect with Chris on uh, a whole new level now, but uh, Anthony still can't understand 
Chris on some levels where Chris tries to talk to Ant and he can't really understand sometimes when he's talking. So they're still distant, but still, uh, you know, able to communicate. But, uh, you know, it, it's cool to kind of, you know, see like how they were a year ago to what they are now. So it's, you know, again, the progressions of how they're, they're kind of starting to interact with each other. Yeah. I mean, it, and I think it's really like, man, graduating high school. This is so fun to think about. Like when you and I were in our cap and gowns and we were graduating, I mean, mm-hmm. and and this is like such an important lesson that I learned as like a dance student because it wasn't preached while I was in like general school or post secondary, not post secondary, but like growing up through school, it was never like, oh, well, even though you're in tenth grade, there might be a ninth grader or a hundred of them that are way smarter than you. Mm -hmm. And there's also a good shot that you're way smarter than a hundred of the juniors that are great above you. Yeah. Like that was never really a thought in my mind going through high school. I was just like, okay, I'm here where I need to be. And the only time that I ever felt like I was superior or inferior was where I was like, all right, well, I'm in AP classes and my friends are in academic classes taking math. So I'm obviously smarter than them in this, but mm-hmm. I also felt incredibly R word when it came to reading and writing. So like, and I knew that there were people younger than me that could read, absorb, retain be able to give you a full-on lecture about what they just read that was a uh, like five sentences long and they could expand on that for 10 minutes straight yeah my i I could never do that my niece who was in sixth grade she could go on forever and talk if i said i want you to talk about this for 10 minutes and go she would do it she would do it i could Mm. never i would never be that person she would elaborate And I'm just like, I looked at numbers. I looked at math. I looked at them like they were puzzles in a game. And I looked at you and like, I could have used you like 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's so weird. Like, and the compare game itself, like that, that in itself is just not a fun thing. And, oof. I remember, and I hope that at some point, someone, uh, not someone that I know that knows the story, but anyone that can resonate with this will hear this and understand. I, I was at a seminar once, and the leader of the seminar at the time, a huge influential speaker for the dance and artist community was like, raise your hand. If you compare yourself to other people and you see other people flourishing and it looks like they're not even trying that hard. They're just doing things and people fall over their faces for them. Um, And then you ask yourself, okay, well I'm just, not taking it super seriously. So why is me? Why is me? Why am I not getting that same recognition? And that comparison game is so brutally hard in the art industry. Um, and I know you know this. I know it immensely hard because mm-hmm. I played the, hey, I just want to be good at my craft like don't get me to play this politicking game because (laughs) 
I got through so many years of trying to become recognized just because I was talented. Yeah. Um, to the point where it was like, I got into seminars where it was like, I've seen you so often, uh, for the last five to 10 years, but I can tell this group over here is having more fun together. And my energy is gravitating towards them because they're just having fun and they're a team and they're collectively selling me. Whereas you're just trying to execute and be great. And it's like, I've seen that a million times over, but they're having more fun than you. So I'm going to turn my eye away from you and look over here. And I, I think that that's like so important. Like, think about the smartest top three or five people that you knew in high school Mm -hmm. like chasing that valedictorian salutatorian like top ranking status and it's like do you remember who those people are or do you remember who the people who had the most fun in high school were right it's like those people figured out how to be successful by uh, like acquiring and obtaining good scores. But they also knew that like the scores weren't the end all be all right. They, like yeah. they found the balance and they're having fun. And then you go to the other end of the spectrum where it's like, they don't even care about the scores. They're just partying. And then they mm-hmm. fall off the face of the earth. Right. So that's where the balance is like so important. Right. Um, right. And I I like what you just said about the fact that you were comparing the fact that like you had this one person who's like just plainly like in the thoughts of like, okay, not necessarily don't mess up, but like, you know, point A to point B, hit this turn, that turn thinking and making sure that Mm -hmm. you're executing great, you're looking great, you're doing this, but then you have the other group that not that they don't care, but they're having fun and they're just expressing and they're like, well, I, and you know, you see this guy, he's like, I can see, you know, they're having fun. I know you're talented, but you're trying too hard to convince yourself that you're, that, you know, you're great. And you're trying to get people to see that. I know you are, but these people are having the other here, they're having fun doing it by not thinking too much so i'm going to gravitate to that and so so much and i can relate this back to music so i'm that same way you know i've always struggled and i'm sure you can uh see this through the fact that doing this podcast uh you know i've always struggled with trying to get people to see and see me as like an artist you know, because I always and the validation talks that I've always talked to you about, I feel people always pass me up or that like I don't get the recognition that I f- feel that I do. But then I always have these bubbles of like times where people that I, that people do know who I am. They do know that I play music and they do agree that I am a good guitar player, that I can perform well. Uh, but then there's times where, you know. I feel like I'm just on a, on a cloud by myself and, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying so hard to impress people, but then there's these other guys that are getting way more shows and, you know, you feel like they're, they're good, but you feel like I can be, I I know I can play with these people. I know I'm worthy of being in the same line light of these people. Why am I not recognized with these people? Maybe because they're, I mean, maybe they just have a better network or maybe, like you said, maybe they're just having more fun and they don't have to portray themselves as like, uh, you know, the thinker. They they just do it where guys like you and me, we have to put forth a little bit, bit more effort to get that recognition, to show people that we are worthy of being taken serious, where others may not have to work as hard. They just do it. And it's just like a natural thing which both sides i feel it's not too bad but it's like i think that's where you and i are kind of the same like we always want to make sure that we look the part 
and we're looking professional. We know what we're doing and we want to leave people saying that that guy's got something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just got this really cool idea and I don't want to share it while recording. I want to share it. Uh, okay. at another time dude um, Sixers are starting soon Flyers are starting soon Eagles are undefeated still um, I I gotta say uh, as I've previously said um, each game is a winnable game and I mm-hmm. actually feel that way about the Phillies now um, right. because I thought that the Phillies just squeezed in just to like round this out a little bit. Um, I thought the Phillies just got into the wild card round, but then when they crushed and I say crushed, um, I can say the Phillies crushed um, Cardinals because they beat them in the first two games and yeah. you're playing a good Cardinals team, but uh, the word going in was that the Cardinals did not have much of a central division to even battle to get themselves mm. into the postseason. And yeah, the article that I read that claimed that was clearly not far off if the Phillies were able to just go in and just get them in the first two games. Um, yeah, I did not more, expect the sweep. So that was interesting. More, yeah. Moreover, um, Suarez, not a bad pitcher, but he led us to both um, uh, at least twice. I might have missed because I had to leave for work um, two times. Bases loaded one or two outs. And I was like, dude, you're setting us up for failure here. And literally uh, Eflin, who is apparently our closer now, which I'm not like dogging, but like let up three runs in the bottom of the ninth. And I'm like, dude, you're making this a winnable game for the Braves. Like you can't be doing that. Right. Exactly. Um, but for the Phillies to win the first game, uh, in this series, it's, it's, it's huge. It's, it's a good deal. Cause it's like, obviously, yes, we would like to win game two and we would like to just win game three so that we have the extra rest before the next sequence. Um, and I don't want to jinx them. Same. Um, like the, like I all. said, they're, they're going on a big momentum ride, and it's more the fact that you just want to continue to ride that wave of momentum. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if they can come to Philly up to, that would be awesome but right. they almost lost the game today so hey just like just like the eagles they could have easily lost this past game uh this past weekend with the cardinals because that was a tight Jesus. game at the end too uh not nothing that, like philly sports to keep you on your toes uh but that was a you know a bit abysmal at the end like we're yeah. lucky we're still undefeated like that wasn't yes that was that was like if um if the Phillies had lost game one to Houston, but the Brewers had lost game one, then we would have just been a shoe into the playoffs. But instead, the Brewers won uh, that first game against Atlanta. So then it was like, like in extra innings. And I'm texting him like, okay, it's up to the Phillies now. And the Phillies actually won that game. So it was like they earned that. Like the Eagles didn't just earned that five and zero, like it was kind of handed like a gift to them because that was just a complete fluke uh, that the Cardinals kicker way off missed that field goal kick like that. Mm-hmm. That to me is like, dude, you, you need to turn around and say uh, that shouldn't have happened. And then you well, he was missing him in the, in the, uh, he was missing him in the pre kick. Uh, you know, well, the pre warm ups, not pre kicks. He was missing. He was missing forty yarders in the uh, pre warm ups too. So hmm. it, it was funny that they were showing that, and then he did the same thing in the game. Now, 
I was watching it over at my uncle's house and uh, me, my dad was convinced that they possibly tipped it as well. Oh, uh, but <laughs> it didn't look like it to me, but it looked exactly like the way he kicked it in the, the pre warmups that he was kicking it far right. So either way, he missed it. And I'm very surprised if he has not been giving a pink slip to be getting out of uh, Arizona at this point, because <laughs> he is not going to be their kicker next week. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Send him back down to the minor leagues, right? Right. Or go tell, go send him to Europe to play some football. So he can kick better. Right. <laughs> football. Football. Um, <laughs> not discriminating. Not being disrespectful. No, they need to have like an actual distinctive win against Dallas, especially at home. Sunday night football to like state your claim. Like, yeah, we're we're not just good. We're we're pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I thought that the Cardinals game was going to be tight. I know I said that. Um, yeah. But I looked back at like our record and I was like, man, these are all winnable games. Like we can win. Now, granted, after the game with Dallas, we have the bye week. So that's even more important that it's like, yeah, I actually think that we need to win this game going into the bye week. So it's like the confidence yeah. aside, we're six and oh. Granted, the last time I saw a team go six and oh was that is memorable was when the chiefs went six and oh they won six games straight and then they lost six games straight so i'm like i'm hoping yeah. it's not like that yeah because um, the bye week can be beneficial but it also can be uh detrimental as well because if you're riding on a, a big momentum having that week off out of that rhythm can take you off your game a little bit too so you know we we obviously still want to win but what they do during that that bye week will be very crucial because then they got the Steelers even though the Steelers haven't been doing that great doesn't mean that they can pull an upset you know right so uh going into that bye week they definitely need to you know and I'm sure you know, the coaches and everybody will be on them for the fact that, I mean, not that they're taking, not that they're really taking a week off, but it's crucial what they'll be doing in that bye week to kind of keep focused and knowing that, you know, they still have, you know, a lot of work to do. So excited for the yeah. Eagles, excited for the Sixers, like you were saying. They start next week. Uh, in nine. Fly- Flyers start, I believe, late this week, but like. Yeah they're kind of the last team that we're following, but I do want to keep up with them only to be fair, especially because I'm so invested with the Phillies and the Eagles, especially the Sixers going into the postseason last year. And um, to be fair, I'd like to start following the flyers just to be able to say like, Hey, this is why they're not doing good. Like instead of being like, Oh, I've just heard their shit. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, and um, so, I think since we're both really invested in a lot of Philly stuff, uh, I think I'll probably give them a chance this year too, is to kind of just you know keep a little bit more uh, action on them because I usually go see a Flyers game usually around January with some family members, so it'll it'll be kind of good to you know go to the game uh, with a little bit of like back history of knowing what they've been doing leading up to the game because usually i just go to the games i'm like all right well what's their record how are they playing uh they weren't looking too bad but you know i I didn't really have any backstory with them yeah i mean like it's only fair right like i followed the phillies after last season where i had no business following them like i just was like I think because it was February, like you're entering spring season. So like the weather's warming up, you're going into summer. Like there's so many games in baseball. So I was like, if I miss one, meh. Um, mm-hmm. 
the season was just so interesting with the Phillies, especially with like getting rid of Joe Girardi, Bryce Harper's injury. Uh, mm-hmm. I always call him Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20, uh, 20 even though he's <laughs> Rob Thompson. <laughs> yeah. I always call him Rob hey, Thomas. For, I, I don't care. For a season that you've been dedicated to, you probably got the best season to be dedicated to because you got, you know, a lot of things happening and you got the postseason out of it. So you definitely started on a good, you know, year. Uh, but I know we're getting into the late evening, but I, I do want to get into this segment uh, real quick before we get out of here. Uh, of it is it is Wednesday, but yesterday, meaning Tuesday. In the music world, we had some awesome news. Blink 182 is officially back. I'm stoked. Tom. Mark and Travis are officially back together. Uh, I'm stoked for this. Now, I can't say that I was a diehard Blink-182 fan, when I, but I, I did listen to them. Uh, I loved everything about them. And, you know, I didn't get to see Blink-182 until a couple years ago before the pandemic uh, with uh, Matt, who replaced tom they were doing the enemy of the state uh tour and they were doing uh warp tour uh the last warp tour so they did the whole enemy of the state album front to back and that was cool to see that but uh you know i'm looking at the flyer and i'm gonna send this to you right now real quick uh this is the tour flyer for blink 22 and we'll probably put it up on the pod uh that they are coming to atlantic city on may 28th now me and jen have already talked possibly about you know looking to try try to go on that day uh which is a sunday and that would be cool because i've obviously never seen the three of those guys together and who knows uh you know how long this run will be and uh you know how many tours they'll get they have a new song coming out friday which this episode's coming out so the song should already be out so if you guys want to you know be the only time we probably be telling you guys to tune off of this go check that out then come back and watch the rest of us this episode <laughs> but um yeah, Blink One Eighty Two is back. Uh, did, were you a uh, Blink One Eighty Two fan when you were younger? So honestly, like the <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind to me when I think of like, oh, this band is like returning and hitting. Um, for me, because it wasn't like a delayed thing like let's talk about guns and roses real quick like they were supposed to have like a reunion for like 5 10 15 and finally jimmy fallon on the one episode uh or episode the one year of the vmas was like i promise y'all i got a big surprise coming for you just stay tuned (laughs) get more popcorn Go get another beer. Stay tuned. Don't change the VH1. They're not doing this hit right here. Right. <laughs> and we stuck around for Axel Rose to just stand there and look like a lesser half of Brett Michaels. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't singing every rose. He was just like trying to do November rain, but it was September and it wasn't even yeah. raining. And I was just like, it was hailing. <laughs> it was van halen van halen (laughs) jeez well i mean really honestly like i appreciated the effort and everything and like i think nostalgia is important right Mm -hmm. and that's why people People do covers because it resonates with people that, you know, it lived in a time that they once lived and it brings them happy thoughts or 
maybe just puts them in a place where it gets them to recollect themselves. Mm -hmm. You know? And especially for Blink-182, because when, you know, back in the 90s, you know, when you think of, like, punk and that style of music, Blink-182 was definitely one of the pioneers of that type of style of uh music and i think that's what just resonated with a lot of the kids at that age that like you and me like brought up in so uh a lot of us kids now are just like stoked to kind of see the three (laughs) the three amigos back together because uh you know thankfully uh mark hoppus is now in remission from his cancer uh and he was able to uh the treatments and everything were able to work for him so i had a uh, a thought that I'm like, okay, you know, something out of this has to happen with, you know, if Blink-182 is ever going to officially form back together, it has to happen now because it's one of those mm-hmm. things like you get a sense of like, you know, life, uh, life is so short and fragile. You can be taken out of this world like that. Uh, and it seemed like over the last couple of years, they, the three of those guys were in good you know company with each other because i think they left on bad turn tom left on bad turns with them but then they started kind of regrouping so you kind of knew that they were going to eventually get back together it's just a matter of when the timing and everything so just stoked to kind of officially see them back together and i'm stoked to you know start seeing some videos pop up of them playing together i'll be listening to the uh the new song this coming Friday. So, uh, yeah, man, other than that, uh, I know it's uh, getting a little late for us, but, um, is there anything else, uh, we wanted to, uh, discuss with people? I mean, I know there's one thing we wanted to, um, mention that, uh, if people are interested, you guys are interested now, you guys can officially start, uh, leaving us voice messages, uh there's a link in our description here uh we have some uh we have a certain episode that we're uh coming up with and we'll probably make a post about some uh questions we want you guys to answer via these voice messages and uh we're trying to think of a new segment idea that we will be airing some of these messages that you give us on the pod and we'll read them out on the pod. So check out the link in our description. Uh, and even if it's not a specific question, we ask you guys, if you guys want to, you know, just, uh, you know, send us a voice message, sh- uh, sharing your love for what we're doing. We'd love to hear from you guys and we'll even share those on the pod. So, uh, other than that, man, uh, you know, I have some things coming up, uh, show wise, I have a private gig that's coming uh this weekend it would will be actually tomorrow since this episode's coming out uh i booked my first couple of uh shows for the new year which will be next summer so um and still working on this new music trying to get this finished up it's been a little bit more on a delay than what i would thought but uh hopefully i'll try to get another new song out before the new year uh anything on your end my, my man yeah man uh i need to give a shout out to um i'd have to say one of our jeez i'd have to say top three amongst the both of us i mean you and i met through wrestling there's no doubt that we have to acknowledge not roman reigns but bray wyatt um absolutely his artistry and his creativity uh is something that i gravitate towards mm-hmm. they they hired someone from marvel as a yeah. long term storytelling booking person to oversee all of the feuds to be able to say Okay, well, how can we stretch this out from week one to week five? Like someone that is overlooking all of the feuds to say, how can we make this longer than 
one or two months. Mm -hmm. And by God, when I read that, I was like, this was probably the best thing that they like, because Triple H was like, well, why does Marvel work? And I think back to his um, interview with BT Sport, which is from Europe, which I know I've told you about this interview, Anthony. Mm -hmm. Um, And I implore you to listen to it whenever you can, when you're free. Um, And Triple H says, I'm not competing with AEW. I'm competing with everybody. I'm competing with everybody in the entertainment industry. It's not just another wrestling promotion. It's why does this entertainment company thrive? Why are they working? Yes. He, he literally took a Marvel writer that understood, Hey, we need to stretch this out over the span of eight to 10 years. And he said, can you do that for me in the span of eight to 10 months? And they were probably like, uh, yeah. Oh, that, oh that's easy. <laughs> oh, that's easy. <laughs> um, honestly, um, we can recap Extreme Rules, not going to, because it's fall wrestling. We're all yeah. getting to the Rumble, but I will say um, Triple H is making the most of giving the audience matches that we just want to see yeah it's not it's not for the long haul like uh SummerSlam to mania or mania to SummerSlam, like because the fall they 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 do always dial it back because of the football situation and because their main season is january to april like though that's their biggest three months right there um but I think with Triple H taking over right leading up to SummerSlam and late uh, late July it was. So the past three months have been like transition post Vince into Triple H. And I think that now um, it's just such a fun time to be a wrestling fan. I mean, yeah, AEW, like as much as I have given them a fair chance and been like, hey, do your thing. And I'm, I'm still not dogging them. Um, I will say they're heavy hitters in the company that are under fire with investigation and stuff. I'm like, that's, it's not great, but you do have your people like Moxley who are the champion that are, um, holding the company in good faith to be like, yes. Hey, we are a solid op- like alternative to, everything that everyone's ever known. Like we're over here, we're pouring our hearts out on a line. Like we're, we're making interesting storylines and matches and this, that, and the other. But, um, since I'm a subscriber to the LTG live in the gimmick, Patreon, um, and got to, uh, get some of the, background knowledge from people that know better than you and I both do, uh, honestly, between John and Doug. I mean, they are not incorrect when they say the MVPs of WWE are the video production teams that do the promo packages because no other wrestling company under the sun can even hold a candle to their promo package videos. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Every time. No. And I think that because their video team, their video production team is so good is why when COVID hit, we got the Bray Wyatt John Cena match that we did. That was like a cinematic mm-hmm. match and it worked. Right. And we got the Undertaker Triple H match that worked. I mean, it wasn't an in the ring match, but they did the best that they could. They made it interesting. And I was like, they made the boast of yes. what they had to work with. And that to me was like, even in the time I was like irritated, but I think everybody was irritated because everyone was just like, Oh God, this sucks. Like we can't move on with our normal lives. And everyone was just like, man. But then once everyone got good with the idea of like, Oh yeah, no, we're it's like, something different. That, everybody can't adjust to change the right way. We're just settling in here. And that's, 
it's that. Um, yeah, I think I think anybody with a solid brain that isn't so heavily critical is just going to look back and be like, yeah, no, they they did what they could, they did what they had to, and and that was it, right? Um, Anthem one Absolutely. set, wrap us up. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I uh, we love you all. Thank you for uh, continuing to tune in weekly with us. Uh, again, we have some fun content coming for you guys uh, for the rest of this month. Uh, send in those voice messages. Uh, we'll be putting out a post uh, for some specifics for an- another episode that we're coming up with. And we will see you all on the next one. Love you, buddy. Love you, bro.